Well, hello everybody, it's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, here we are on this Lenten journey, walking deeper into our relationship with God. Well, today's daily devotional, very possibly for some of you, will be one of the most important daily devotionals that you will hear in all of this Lent time. And as we're nearly at the halfway mark of Lent, I pray that this is a great blessing to you today. I want to go straight to the scriptures. I want to read from Romans chapter 1 verse 7 and it says this, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you. Here's St. Paul. He's writing to the little Christian community in Rome and he says to them, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is proclaimed throughout the world. So Paul says, I thank God for you, your faith, your belief, uh, you being committed to Christ is proclaimed all over the world. For God, whom I serve with my spirit by announcing the gospel of his son, is my witness that without ceasing, I remember you always in my prayers, asking that by God's will, I may somehow at last succeed in coming to you. He says to them, I'm praying for you and I'm praying that I might be able to come to you. Verse 11. For I'm longing to see you so that I may share with you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. He says, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm with excitement wanting to come to you because I want to share something with you that will strengthen you, that will encourage you in your faith. But he, he then goes on and he says in verse 12, or rather so that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. He says, I'm looking forward to coming to see you because I have something spiritually to share with you. He said, or rather, what might be good is if that we encourage each other by each other's faith, your faith and my faith, and we'd both be encouraged. Now, I've recently been doing, as I've been sharing, some uh, events, parish mission events uh, in different places where bishops and priests have invited us to come. And uh, recently I was in a church, I had finished speaking and I, we'd, I'd led them to a place of quiet and uh, the team had turned the lights down in the church and so it was just quiet and a lot of people were just sitting. And I had said to people, if you want to come and have a talk to me, if you'd like me to pray for you, uh, just come over the side and I'll be just on the side and, and, and I'd, I'd be very happy to. Well, people began to come and, and as I prayed with people, there was one particular man who came that I pictured, I can picture very well. And he sat beside me and, and in effect, what he said to me was, I'm not a really great Christian person. And, and, and I reckon if, I've, if, I, if, I had, if I had just a few cents for every person I've heard say that, my goodness, I would have so much money. Uh, I've heard so many people say, I'm not that good a Christian person. And, and, and as I listened to this man, what was very evident to me was that there was a sincerity in this fellow. And, and as I listened to him and as I've listened to others who've said the same, this thought goes through my mind. Uh, he didn't know as much about the Bible as me. Um, he didn't know much, as much theology and doctrine, it appeared, as me. But one thing that he was, was he was far holier than me. It was very evident that God was so impacting his life. And yet he looked to me as if I was further along the road where, <laughs> no way, I was so far behind this man. 
And somehow he felt unworthy. He felt he didn't measure up because he could see within his life those areas in his life where, where he was uh, maybe not measuring up like he maybe should have or he thought he should have. And yet, you know, it reminded me talking with him of the parable that Jesus talked about, something I've talked about very often, where Jesus comes along and he, he says, well, there was once a Pharisee standing in a synagogue and he's standing up the front and he's saying to God, God, I keep all the rules. I keep all the law. Look at all the things I do. And then the Pharisee points to this, this religious leader, points to the tax collector down the back who's feeling ashamed And then Jesus turns his attention to the tax collector and the tax collector says to God, God, I'm not worthy. I'm a sinner. And Jesus ends the parable by saying, by saying this one, the sinful man, the one who said I'm not worthy is more righteous, is more in right standing with God today than the person who's keeping all of the rules. I have met priests in my life that that have, have said to me on occasions, when I'm saying Mass and I lift up the host and Catholics believe in the real presence in, you know, of, of Jesus in the host. And, and as I lift it up and elevate it and I look through my arms at the congregation, I've had priests say to me, I look out to people who don't know as much as me, who didn't go to seminary for seven years, who are far holier than me. Because there's a sincerity of heart within them toward God. If you knew my mother, my mother was a beautiful woman. Um, she was educated to year seven. She came from a place and in a family where, where it, you didn't educate girls beyond uh, year seven at school. And, but my mum became street smart, very, very much so. All of her life academically, there were certainly things that she didn't know and didn't have the intellectual training, uh, academic training to be able to, to learn some things in her life. But if you met my mum, When it came to faith, she often thought to herself, well, I don't know as much as those professionals that I go to listen to at church every week, those church professionals who've done all their study, who've been to those seminaries. Um, I'm not as good as them because of what they've done. And yet if you met my mum, I'm certain my mum has a better place in heaven today than I'll ever get. Because my mum didn't know much, but my mum loved God. And my mum did the best she could with what she knew. And, and so many of us, as we're on this Lenten journey, we can reflect upon our lives and we can look at the, the habits, we can look at the weakness, we can look at the addictions, we can look at the sin and we can look at the failing that is in all of our lives. And there's much. And what did Jesus said? He said, I came for those people. We read the scriptures, it seems that Jesus wanted to spend more time with them than the people who knew everything than the people who even kept all the rules and the laws. And it's not that the rules and the laws and keeping those things is unimportant. Jesus never did that. Jesus was constantly after the person whose heart was turned to him. I want to say this to you, and I want you to hear me today with great sincerity. Is there many of you who have spoken to me in places that I've been, have written letters to me, and, and, and you don't feel that your life measures up? Well, God is turned toward you. Remember yesterday we talked about God turning? Well, God is turned toward you. And God is smiling at you. And I'm sure if this scripture was being read in heaven today, Romans chapter 7, of chapter 1, verse 7, verse 8, it would say this. 
Paul would write, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you because your faith is proclaimed throughout heaven. You, by who you are, by what you know, by the way you live, by the way you turn to God, by your heart, God sees you. And that doesn't mean that that there's something wrong with education, with all the knowledge, of course not. I know some amazingly intelligent women and men, priests and pastors who are holy women and men. But it's not exclusively their domain. It is the domain of the person whose heart is turned to God. I pray one day that when I'm in heaven, please God, that I will see my mum and I will celebrate and be encouraged mutually by her faith. When I sat in some of these churches and even recently in this church and I listened to people who don't feel they're doing that great, it always makes me feel humbled that I'm sitting in the presence of holiness, of women and men who don't know just how holy they are. And I suspect that's probably you. Loving Father, we give you thanks today that you love us and you see us. You see us as we are and you love us. You are devoted wholly to us. Lord God, may our hearts change toward you. May we not compare to anybody else, but just compare ourselves to you and we will see that we have fallen short and we will know that we need to strive further to be the man, the woman that you've called us to be. May we experience on this day your presence today. And Father, we make this prayer in the name of Jesus through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all, everybody. See you tomorrow. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you.